Hey guys, Lance Erline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. Before turning on the mics for John and Lance, let's pause to remember what they said yesterday in the Veritex Community Bank Studios. What's the system called that allows us to grab air checks? Jeff Bagwell walked five times, and he also was three for eight. It's one of my favorite topics. Both of your impending deaths. I'm, I'm counting the days. Because I will be dead. Good job of killing a segment off with stripper talk. It's John and Lance. Rest in peace, Mr. Nixon. Rest in peace. Had a lot. It just seems like crazy. Death is not taking death. a death is not taking a break. I know. Well, who are they coming for next? Daryl Hall. Keith and now I know is Daryl Hall next to get it. Well, we got country. Then we got Scooby Doo. Whatever. What scat? What what was he just singing? There? I don't know. What's that, that category? Scooby Doo, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's like he he was kind of a weird. He was kind of a weird genre. Uh, yeah, you could tell. Just yeah, by it's that. not didn't really fit neatly into any genre. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess next up is. Uh, I don't know who name him. Name him, Lance. I don't want to. Yeah, name, name who's going to die next? No, because if they do, it feels like I'm responsible for it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I can't. I can't say, but could be Howard Hewitt from Shalimar. Okay. It may seem like a random. It, Alexander O'Neill, who sang Innocent, that I used to watch on BET. Okay. All right. Because Donnie Simpson could give you the real. Donnie Simpson was the smoothest man on the planet. You don't know who, you don't know nothing about Donnie Simpson. You should. I don't like that life. You should, you should know Donnie Simpson and you should love Donnie Simpson. You would have liked him. Kind of a gray eyed guy, black guy with gray eyes. Donnie Simpson was one of the smoothest. Billy D. Williams gets all the love, but Donnie Simpson, the real ones know Donnie Simpson. I promise you. I promise. Okay, do you know so do you know Quinion Mitchell? I do. So Toledo cornerback. Yeah. So apparently, did you, you see this John Crumpler sent the tweeted this out. Well, why would Quinion Mitchell be a great Texan? Listen to Roman Wilson talk about him last week. So apparently, I don't want it's hard to hear. Oh, I'd love him as a Texan. After they were challenged by Mike Tomlin, Quinion Mitchell went after Roman Wilson for every rep even though he was the toughest assignment. Big talent wants big challenge. A D'Amico Ryan's player. I think coaches would love that. So I watched the final rep. They gave, uh, so the, they had the, like best on best, and they said, so the team said, Quinion, pick your guy. Like they did this with offensive linemen too. And he goes, Wilson. And so it was on then. Like Roman said, okay, and Roman made that outstanding. Like Quinion Mitchell had him yeah. covered, and Roman made this incredible catch. But those are two of the guys that really stood out. I wrote both of them up as, as, in different days about guys who stood out there. Quinion Mitchell, I had to move him up the board. I so I watched him early and I really liked him, but I didn't have a feel for like ah, I don't wanna I don't wanna step too far out here. Maybe I'll just put a a nice solid second, third grade on him. And then as I'm watching more and more players, I'm like, no, he's he's definitely better than that. And I see him at senior bowl and I I popped him up into basically a a late first type of grade. So uh, he's good. He's got good size, man cover. He fits the Texans now. But I don't think he's there 23rd. I think he's long gone. So I'd, I'd love it if Quinion Mitchell was the – boy, Quinion on one side and uh, and and uh, Derek uh, Stingley on the other. I would absolutely love that for the Texans, for sure. It's not defensive line, but you don't have to – just because you need a position. Yeah. If it's not there, if the right player's not there, you don't draft it. Don't draft a position of need if the right player's not there. Fans get so caught up in this. We need a defense. You can find a defensive tackle later. Right. Or you can get one in free agency, which they've done pretty damn well. But Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins. Just find like a Chris Jones type. Yeah. Well, that'd be great. Where's Mitchell going? Uh, I got him like 17, I think, something like that. I think he'll go inside the top 23. 
Well, I think he's top 16. I think he'll be the second corner off the board. I think it'll be Terry and Arnold first, Quinion Mitchell second. I don't think the second corner in a draft lasts till 23. That's just too high. <clears throat> You've got a talented. lot of offensive linemen early. A lot of tackles. Well, get ready for it because that's what's going to happen. Everyone told me that was going to mm. be the case, and when I started studying, I'm like, yep, yeah, everyone was right. It's going to be a lot, and there happens to be a lot of need for that too. So, quarterbacks are going to go early. Tackles are going to go early. There's going to be uh, three wide receivers. Look, tackles and wide receivers and quarterbacks are going to go boom, 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 right away. Yeah. Byron Murphy from Texas is going to go in the top sixteen, a defensive tackle, and then the edge rushers are going to be the next one. Once the tackles and once the quarterbacks and wide receivers have gone. Then it's going to turn into edge. Boom, 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 boom. Edge rushers are going to go pretty quick. Dallas Turner out of uh, out of Alabama. Uh, Latu out of Washington. Jared Verse, who's my favorite, out of uh, uh, Florida State. And then, then, then uh, missing one of them. Latu, Turner, Verse. Oh, and Chop Robinson, who is super, super athletic, but just needs to still you know learn to rush. So he's going to be the fourth one off the board. So, yeah, it's – and then you have cornerbacks. Like, this is pretty cut and dried how this is going to go down. No running backs are going in the first round. You'll have Brock Bowers go, but I'm not sure where he's going to go in the first. Could go in the top ten. Could slide down into the late teens. And then, I mean, it's pass rushers, maybe four different cornerbacks. Nate Wiggins would be from Clemson, would be maybe the third off the board. Then maybe Kool-Aid McKinstry as the fourth. Could be one of those Georgia guys. But um, this draft, to me, is pretty compartmentalized, more so than I've ever seen. It's going to be quarterbacks and wide receivers first. Then comes tackles. And then at the back end of the tackles is going to be pass rushers, and they're going to have their go along with interspersed. They're going to be cornerbacks. We know safeties in the first round. Like, this is pretty easy to call how it's, how it's going to go. Now, the order and everything – you know, that's what's going to be a little trickier. But this is not a complicated draft. And because of that, to me, the Texans and Nick Casario have the ability to kind of – it's it's going to be a little bit more predictable from a position group. So Nick has a chance, depending on how he has this ranked, along with D'Amico well, Ryans, can, you, can game the draft a little well, bit. Well, you've done a pretty – you had Stingley and <clears throat> Kenyon Green uh-huh. a couple of years ago. For the Texans. You had Stroud last year. You, the, the Will Anderson thing came later. Um, but so you, you've hit that. Well, I had Will Anderson, the Stroud thing threw me off. I didn't, I didn't think Stroud was going to be their pick. And in fact, I found out he was not the pick until day of draft like that, that, that developed late. I knew, I thought Will Anderson would be the guy. So maybe Tyree Wilson, I was like in one of my mocks. I way, finished with Will Anderson. By the way, the redraft of this draft, Tyree Wilson is like in the second round. Well, you know, he was hurt going into the year. I don't think he ever – he never was physically as good as he was supposed to be. He had a foot injury that they drafted him like, oh, no, we got to get this foot taken care of. So, yeah, but, I mean, now you're a little worried. He's supposed to be the other side of Max Crosby. And if he is, does turn into Tyree Wilson this year, it's going to be a problem for everybody because Tyree and Max will be a disaster to deal with if you're a tackle. But <clears> – <throat> I'm really interested to see what, like, Nick Casario, if he really is dead set on defensive tackles, he either goes Jerzon Newton there or he just trades back. And maybe you go get Tavondre Sweat in the second round. His weight is going to be a problem for some teams. You could trade back out of the first round, pick up an extra draft pick, and go get a, a absolute drain clogger in the middle from a run standpoint and a bull rusher. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Do we see? And Nick doesn't mind moving in the in the drafts. Hey, Nick. Had, let me tell you who Nick was part of. Nick was part of uh, your boy in the middle um, in New England, Miami. Big guy. Um, oh, come on! I'm blanking on the name. Come on, Dell. Um, the, the the Miami tackle that was with the Patriots that came here. Yeah, uh, Vince Wilfork. Vince Wilfork. Tavondre Sweat has some Vince Wilfork energy. Uh, There's no way you can't. And Vince was heavier than probably his listed weight. Oh yeah. There's no way you can't tell me that a guy like Vince Wolfork doesn't pop in into Nick Casario's head when he sees Tavondre Sweat. It's impossible. I've seen Sweat play. 
So his weight is going to be a concern for some teams, especially with rumors being that he played in the 370 range and was maybe as high as the 390s at his training facility. That's the rumor going around NFL circles. He wouldn't get on a scale at the Senior Bowl. It's not a good look. It's a big concern. I just know this, though. Man, he can toss people around. He's big and strong, and you're going to have a hard time running against the Houston Texans if he's in the middle. You don't have to take that player at 23. Trade back, and you can still get him if you're – you know, if you think you can keep his weight down, he was too. Johnny Harris told me he saw him as a defensive end in high school at two fifty five. That guy's put on over a hundred pounds on an already growing frame. It's a little bit of a concern. You got to make sure a guy doesn't eat himself out of the league. Yeah, well, and we've seen that plenty. Yeah, we've, it, it we've has seen. happened, but we've also seen the Gilbert Browns able to play yeah. and be like. I mean, I know it doesn't look pretty, but boy, it's not easy to run there. No, no. Um, he did a grave digger. Remember when Gilbert Brown would do yes, the grave digger yes. thing? I'd like for Tavondre Sweat to Porky do the grave Hall, digger thing when he's stopping people with the highest butterball. <laughs> can you play that again? Porky there. Hog, fat ass, double wide butterball. So this little kid is on a talk show. What, where where was? Do you know where this was, though? This little kid who's heavy. And and he's and he says and he says it was Dr. Yeah, Phil, I think. He's being bullied. No, it wasn't you Dr. Phil. You had the video? Yeah. Here, here's the it's whole video. Dr. Phil, yeah. It wasn't Dr. Phil. It's okay. not Dr. Phil. Here's the whole video. It's it's some 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 host. Is with it a, a woman, joke video? And and the kid no. is sitting there. So it's not it a up. joke? It's the kid is sitting there and apparently he's been bullied. And they ask him, you know, what are the names that he's been called? Names for these kids calling you uh, at the pool? Meathead, mm-hmm. fatso. Hard butt, rally the whale. Porky, hog, fat ass, double wide, butterball, those sorts of things, right? Yeah. Hey, I don't need your help. No, actually, none of those, sir, but I appreciate. (laughs) Porky, hog, fat ass, double wide, butterball. No, I never heard that. No. That's a real thing, by the way? Yes. It was a sit down. <laughs> the kid was, you know, one yes. of those Maury Povich type shows. It wasn't Maury Povich. He sat down. There was a, a woman there too. Uh, I guess the co-host. Uh, she didn't say any of those things. The guy did. Though. What do they co- play the whole thing again? What names <laughs> were these kids calling you uh, at the pool? Meathead, mm-hmm. fatso, hard butt, rally the whale, Porky, hog, fat ass, double wide, butterball, those sorts of things, right? Yeah. Those sorts of things, right? <laughs> no. Uh, well, thanks for throwing some thanks, extra ones on there. Thanks for the sensitivity. Yeah. Del, uh, um, before we porky, well, let's get this call. Ass. When we come back, I sent you something in direct porky, message. Hog, fat ass, double wide, butterball. <laughs> you guys are terrible. <laughs> you, you don't think some some uh, <laughs> from some strength coach if. Well, the sweat gets in there a little bigger than they wanted him to be. Now that's strength coach oh, energy. Yeah. Now He's gonna, that is strength coach oh, yeah. energy. <sighs> Let's get Josh in here. Josh has a uh, draft question. What's up or a comment? Whatever, Josh. What's up? Hey, good morning, guys. Again, love the show. Uh, Long time listener. Hey, I heard you talking earlier about the possible SEC and Big Ten merging and. Lance, always appreciate you talking about the draft and your opinion on it. But um, I always see Nittany Lions, you know, whenever they do the NFL teams, the starting lineups. But I haven't heard you mention anything about, you know, Penn State, Nittany Lions in the draft this year. Do you see any players uh, on the come up other than our good quarterback or anybody that sticks out to you? Thank you. Well, you don't have a good quarterback, but yeah, well, that was an aggressive comment to say. Other than our quarterback, because I don't know if I'm counting your quarterback just yet. Plus, he's he's very very young. Um, I don't I don't deal with I don't deal with who's out there. Here's how I have it: Chop Robinson, your your tackle, I think, is a little overrated. Fashanu, I think he's got a lot of long way to go with his pass protection. Um, Adisa Isaac, the the defensive end, I think, is uh, probably going to be a little better than I initially. Had him slotted. I think he'll be a second round. He had a really good senior bowl and really knows how to play. He's a better player right now than Chop Robinson. Just Chop Robinson has really rare athletic traits. But um, other than that, 
I think the other Penn State guys, I wasn't a fan of Kalen King. Um, I do like Caden Wallace, your tackle. I think he could be a guy who makes it in the league. I kind of like Caden Wallace a little bit, fourth or fifth rounder, but I think he'll be a, a backup to low-end starter. And then your tight end, Theo Johnson, is another one who uh, – um, Tyler Warren, your t- tight end, I think, has a chance to be a first-round tight end next year. He went back to school, but I thought he was better than Theo Johnson, who is the, the body beautiful prospect but taylor warren i watched him and i wrote him up and i put a first round grade on him and he went back to school so i can't imagine i won't have a first round grade on him next year so maybe that helps you out a little bit both tackles will get drafted in the first five rounds um you know as i mentioned you both pass rushers will be drafted inside of the first 60 picks probably a pretty good year for penn state yeah, and the quarterback he's referencing is Drew Aller. He's a year away from eligibilities. He was only a true sophomore this past year. Oh, true sophomore. And okay. He had some ugly games. Had some good ones, but he had some ugly, well, the ugly games. Ugly ones were against Ohio State oh, in Michigan. Michigan. They were they were really bad. They were really really bad. Yeah. I mean, so the two best teams in the you know I kind of like you to play good against good teams. Too. What CJ Stroud did against Georgia. It's a lot of love for him though. He's well. He's he was got a, the hype machine. He was supposed going. to change the way they played offensive football once they got away from what's his name, Sean. What's the quarterback for him? Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, and he was awesome. <laughs> was he? Clifford actually just did a, his job yeah. his last year. He was yeah, right. but they just thought yeah. we got this not real talent. We just got this high profile guy. He'll change Penn State off the offense, and he he was young. The interception, the touchdown interception stuff is great. Twenty five to two. He took care of the football. You know, CJ Stroud. And, but until but when he faced the best of the best, it got bad. So we'll see what he does next year. Yeah. Have you ever worked in a? Have you ever been a waiter? Yeah. Have you ever worked in a like a? Did you ever work like? Remember when um, on no one puts baby in the corner? Uh, what was that show called? Uh, I don't remember. I've had the time of my life. I've had dirty dancing. Dirty dancing. Have you ever worked like in the Poconos or someplace like that where you were working in a in a you know, as somebody who worked in a... As a dance instructor? <laughs> okay. Not necessarily as a... Like somebody who was on a carving station or... Have you ever worked like at a big... Like uh, serving people food? I saw that. I saw that video. Okay. I want to play... I want to play that. I, I want to play that when we come back so that people who yeah. have kids or maybe it, or, who want to get into the service industry... A lot of yes. people... I was a waiter. Um, I don't know if you were ever a waiter. I was a waiter. Sometimes it's good, and this mm-hmm. is not just being a waiter. It's learning how to talk to people. Right. Because I think a lot of young people struggle now because mm-hmm. everything's on text, right? And everything's an emoji, and everything's cap, or everything's on God, or everything is you're selling. Like, there's so much lingo now. It's everything's driven. You're going to have to learn to communicate. And when we come back, we've got some sound. I think it helps people learn to communicate. Right. I'm glad we'll do that br- on the other side. Yep. I'm glad he brought that up because, you know, oh. I went to H-E-B, and these two kids were having a discussion, and one kid was like, man. Porky, hog, fat ass. That's not how they talk to each other. That's not good. That's bullying culture from the 80s, Dell. That's 80s and 90s bullying culture when the Knicks played basketball and used to try to beat people up with with Larry Johnson and and John Starks. Okay. Speaking of which. That's the 90s, by the way, not the 80s. Speaking of which. No, 80s had lots of bullies. We are going to gorge ourselves at... At the Warehouse Live Midtown on Sunday, and we want you there. How are we so gorging? go because we're going to eat and drink a lot. Where are we gorging eating? ourselves? Yes. What are we eating? We're eating. Oh, they got two food trucks there. Nick's bringing Pete. It's going to be great. It's going to be pizzas and all kinds. So of my stuff. wife was confused. She said, "Wait, this isn't at John's house." No, no, it's at Warehouse. She Live. said, "You need to go to your your. You need to go to your." Uh, your partner's birthday party. I said, it's kind of a birthday. It's, really, it's really a Super it's Bowl a Super viewing, Bowl party. but it's at his house. I said, actually, it's not. It's going to be like 800 people here. <laughs> I hope. you got to go to Warehouse Live right now, warehouselivemidtown.com, and download your free tickets, absolutely free, just to walk in. I don't know why you need tickets to walk in the door. I don't get it, but just go download them, whatever. I told Justin, why? Why do you have to have tickets? Just And, and listen, if you want to just show up, just show up. Who cares? He wants to have some kind of an idea of how many people are going to be there for the food trucks and everything else. That's fine. But listen, we're giving away two, uh, two VIP tables. Let's give two away right now. Two VIP tables to the big event, which was the big game, which is going to be this Sunday. we got a band that's going to be there from 3 to 5. Get there early so that you get the best VIP tables because that's first come, first serve. And, uh, oh, and get there early anyway if you don't have a VIP table because that's okay because 
all the tables are, there's a bunch of tables there anyway. So if you're looking for a, a great time, we're going to be out at uh, Warehouse Live. Go to warehouselivemidtown.com. That's at exactly 920. Let's get callers number three and four. Let's get them those uh, VIP passes. But if you're not going to go, don't please don't call. If you're not going to go, don't call and take the VIP passes because I am going to call you out on the show on Monday if you don't show up. If you get these VIP passes and you don't show up, we're calling you out. And I'm going to call you out if you don't have decent uh, locks for your doors. How about this? Houston Safe and Lock. Houston Safe and Lock is it's unbelievable. The safes that you have, but also the locks, residential locks, commercial locks, installation, locksmith services. No job is too big or too small. High security and smart locks available. They got Medico, which no one can make a key to to you know to open your doors because you can't make a key with Medico unless you're the person that goes and gets that key made. They specialize in lock repair and installation, rekeying, master key systems, access control systems, smart lock installation. You can get locks to where you access it through your phones. It got the high best technology that you're going to have. If you have any lock issues, if you need to change the locks at your house, you need to change the locks at your business. These are the people. Houston Safe and Lock, two locations, one's at the Beltway and uh, and Westheimer, and one's at Wirt and I-10. Find the one nearest you. Go to 975safe.com. Tell Derek that you heard it right here. 713-522-5555, 975safe.com. ESPN 975.com. Iacane powder. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. <laughs> You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. Ha ha, Dell. ESPN's top five quarterback prospect rankings: Caleb Williams one, Drake May two. Well, I have the preeminent. Yes. I have the preeminent draft expert that I work with every day, and he doesn't. Agree now with I that. get respect. No, ESPN when I say is smarter than him. Drake oh. Drake May is fourth. Oh, Whoa. not even third, Whoa. and with the dab. Well, that's just disrespectful. I mean, if you like Drew Locke, that's fine. Wow. No, I have him tied in third with Bo Nix. Boom. I gave him a 65, which is a boom-bust grade, which is the same thing I've given. I went and looked at all the guys I've given a 65 to. Let's see. Zach Wilson. Bust. Uh, Haskins. Um, well, well, I mean, as a football he's player. no longer with us. Well, I know. But I'm just know, telling but you. To respect the dead. Yeah. Uh, he, can't, he can't accurately talk about him as a football player anymore? No. Zach Wilson was the 65. I'm trying to think of the other ones that I had at 65. He's alive. <laughs> it was football career. Thing. It is well. it's, it's on life support. Uh, yeah, so when you get that 65, it's. I have some grave concerns, but you usually have good I physical talent. I can't wait for NFL Twitter people and the, and the NFL podcast industry who love Drake May to start, two white guys to start blaming. They're going to love it. Not you, but they're going to start blaming his offensive coordinator immediately about why the, he can't unlock Drake May. I can't wait. It'll be a year or two of, hey, what's wrong with that offensive coordinator? Drake May's a generational talent. How come he can't play? Okay. Once you get behind a quarterback... It is the game plan is you must blame offensive coordinator. The play calls are terrible. When your quarterback plays poorly, the play calling is atrocious. There's no way your quarterback is playing badly. The play calling is bad. It's It's the offense coordinator that is making him make bad reads and and bad plays. He's calling bad plays. He's trash. He's trash. He's calling bad plays. Then after that happens, you say, they don't have enough weapons. This is not, this is the playbook. We got to get this guy some weapons. We got to get this guy. He doesn't even have a, a good running back. Let's get Derrick Henry. Or we don't even have a tight end who can catch the pass. We just have two Pro Bowl receivers, but we don't even have a tight end. Then you go to can somebody block for him? We've got to address the offensive line. The offensive line is not good. Then you go to offensive line coach, but it's never going to be the quarterback. If you have been the one bragging on Twitter about this is my guy. This is my guy. Draft crush on this guy. There is a very definitive timeline for who you blame. And it never, and then it turns into he needs to get away from this team. The last one is 
he's got to get away from this team. And some people are there with Justin Fields now. Like, it's been everything else, and now it's like, he's got to get away from the Bears. Oh, what? Breaking news. Breaking news. It doesn't doesn't concern our Houston Rockets, but a team they just played made a trade. Okay. Buddy Heald to the Sixers. Oh. Hmm. Trade is trade deadline. I can't wait to to get him the first time around, but trade deadline is today. Do the Rockets make a trade, yes or no? Today. I don't care. I want to know about preparing and the food in the food industry. Okay, okay. I'm going to say Rockets do trade. Jay Sean Tate's gone today. Okay, here is a now. This is about communicating. Yes, it can be the food industry, but think about this for those of you who have Gen Z kids or iGen or whatever they're calling the next one. They're going to have to learn to communicate with people and how to have a discussion. Everything can't be emojis and 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 texts, and everything can't be just you know. It can't just be lingo. You're going to have to learn to talk. And here is a video that really helps people learn to start conversations. And, yes, the setting is a restaurant where a guy's at a carving station for roast beef, but it's how to really communicate. Fight enough to eat today? Boy, I'll say. Well, that's great. Would you care for some beef? A little both, I think. All right. Making friendly conversations like this is a big part of greeting and serving guests. By greeting the guest warmly and holding brief conversations as you serve them, you say to our guests, we're glad you're here. Let's take a closer look at greeting guests. You might ask something like this. Is it still hot out there? (laughs) Or this. Did you catch a game last night? Or this. Have you tried the lasagna? It's my favorite. Don't forget to hold quick conversations with our younger guests, too. Start conversations with children by saying something like this. What grade are you in at school? Or this. Have you decided what dessert you're going to have? Or this. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? Serving the guests. Here are some guidelines for knowing how much meat to serve a guest. I like a half-inch slice of that roast beef, please. Say something like this. I'd be glad to carve you that. Thinner slices are more tender, though. Would that be all right? How's that for you? That's fine. Unfortunately, it doesn't matter to the knife if it's cutting through a ham or your finger. Do you like hot fudge sundaes? All right. Porky, hog, fat ass, double wide, butterball. <laughs> That's not how you talk to people. That's how Dell would. You, so you want a slice of oh, ham? Oh, at the car you want more? Hey, hey weren't you're, you just here, what, badass? Hey, didn't I just give you a slice of ham, and now you're asking for ice cream? You just Porky, hog, fat-ass, double-wide, butterball. Hey, double-wide, you're going to want some? You're going to want a, a Sunday? Hey, lard-ass. You think that's a guy? Hey, lard-ass. Lay off the fudge Sunday, lard-ass. What grade are you going into, lard-ass? <laughs> you can't combine those two. The you first don't. one is how you actually talk to people. Have you tried the lasagna? Don't. Do you want a double portion, Lardass? Hey, did you catch a game You're yesterday? Hey, fat ass. Did you catch a game yesterday? I got... I got <sighs> this is another story about my dad. I might have told it before. We were... I'm still big in the Chinese buffets, but he loved Chinese food. He introduced me to it when I was a kid, so I still love it today. So this is a place we went to every Friday. And there's a line, you know, that's under the heat lamp, but we love, we love the orange chicken. So we go there. Every Friday, but this Friday, uh, there's a bit of a line. And a woman let, let someone cut in front of her, a person who just said, you know, I'm, I want my food. So they just cut in front of her. Mm. And she's of, she's overweight, let's just say. She's overweight. And my dad, not knowing, uh, this is back in like the 90s, so you could be less sensitive, but not, probably not knowing that you shouldn't say this to someone. All, all he meant was, hey, you let someone cut in front of you. It looks you're, you're not that hungry. But what he said was, you don't look that hungry because the person cut in front of her and let him and didn't even fight it. She goes, no, fat people like to eat, too. And as a child, I was like, oh, no, I got to start. I got to start speaking for him because the, it gets lost in translation with him. And he didn't he wasn't trying to. He just said, why did you let this person cut in front of you? And she happened Porky to be overweight. What he did not say is, hey, you don't look like you're hungry because you're porky, hog, fat ass, double wide, butterball. He did not do that. No, you learn how to you learn how to treat people is what you And do. he wasn't trying to be rude. She just let a, a person cut in front of her and she had probably heard some jokes in the past. And I was like, oh, no. Mm. Mm. All right. We're, we're going to break because five stars coming and he's giving us winners. He's got all the prop bets. He's got the game action. 
prop bets, everything else ready for you when we come back. But first, oh, oh underdog fantasy. Yes. Maybe he'll give you some picks. That's something that could help immediately when you go higher or lower. This is perfect because the NFL is going to be full of these higher or lower numbers. You can look at what's out there. You can look at what they have in underdog fantasy, kind of make a decision that way, or just go study it. Just go study what the numbers look like. Underdog Fantasy makes it really easy for you to play along with the game. And what I mean by playing along with the game is that you play the Pick'em Challenge, which is picking between two and five players. How would you like to have a chance to win 100 times your original play? 100 times. Well, it's available if you go to the website or go to you know download the app. And if you hit all five, let's say you pick five, but you can pick two, you can pick three, Four, it's really easy. What you have to do to start with is download the app. Use promo code Lance. They're going to double your first deposit up to $100. They're also going to get us put a special pick in there for you. And the special pick is basically you're going to play higher than .5 total yards for a player, which is going to be automatic. All they have to do is play, and you're going to win that one. So they're giving you a free winner and a chance to really uh, bolster your payroll. And this is the great thing. It's absolutely legal right here in the state of Texas, and it is real money. Don't miss out on the special pick and the chance to win up to 100 times your original play. Right here, it's the Pick'em Challenge. Go higher or lower. You must be 18 or older or present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Conservate your play. Call 800-GAMBLER or visit ncpgambling.org. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Pirate Radio with a license. No woman ever slept with me and lived. Currently, in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert, the other an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. All right, five-star time. This is where you make money, people. The big game is coming up on Sunday, and five-stars got the picks for you. You just heard Lance talking about uh, underdog. You can go there and bet. You can get to the Golden Nugget and bet, okay, at the DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get to mybookie.com, promo code BET975. All kinds of places where you can play. Five stars with us. Super Bowl 58, all right? And here it is. Five star. This is the big game. There's billions and billions of dollars on the line. Who is going to win the game? I'm going to make them wait. (laughs) <laughs> on that till they listen to the wager world, but I will give uh, my first half play on this game, though. All right. What's your first half play? All right. The Chiefs have scored first, guys, and started passing every playoff game in the Super Bowl run, yep. uh, going back to the wild card. Uh, their opponent, the 49ers, as you guys know, have thrilled at the half in both of their playoff games. This is Patrick Mahomes' fourth Super Bowl. I expect him to be a lot more calm and prepared to play earlier. Um, early than uh, his opposing quarterback, Brock Purdy. He'll be a little anxious. I, I, I think he'll be a little nervous, probably overwhelmed by the magnitude of this game. In his past playoff starts, Purdy's shown a, a propensity to start slow. Uh, he's played better in the second half in both those pro-season, uh, postseason starts, but uh, he's been really shaky early. I watched the film of both the playoff games. Man, Brock Purdy must have a four-leaf clover hiding his helmet because he survived some really bad first-half play. Uh, he should have been picked three times. Um, by a really inconsistent Packers defense, uh, Green Bay's defense dropped three touch, three uh, passes that looked more intended for them than uh, for the 49ers. And then the Lions actually caught one, but should have had three. That one drop especially cost them when uh, Detroit safety had the ball hit him in his hand, and somehow he missed it and tipped it right to Brandon Ayuk for that score to put the Niners back in the game. Uh, Purdy can't continue to you know play this way and have these panic throws against this Kansas City defense, which I think is the best. Uh, in the NFL. So we're definitely one of our props we're going to take is Brock Purdy to throw an interception at even money, but we're also taking the Chiefs first half uh, plus a half and also plus 105 uh, money line for the first half. we got a veteran quarterback playing in the stadium. He's very familiar with He's performed well at uh, many times before, and this is his fourth Super Bowl start. So I think he'll be a lot more calm. I think the Chiefs will be ready early. So give me the Chiefs first half. I always feel like watching people play, I think it tells you a lot about the person as a gambler, if you look at how they handle prop bets, because obviously the more bets you make, the less chance. You, if you make one bet at a huge, at a big amount of money, 
you're at a you know you're at a fifty fifty proposition to win or lose that bet. The more bets you spread out, the harder it is to win that big amount of money. However, I do think that it's a little different in Super Bowls where you can pick and choose the best props. One that stands out to me that you made, which tells me you've done your handicapping here, is re, uh, the longest punt return in the game. Tell us about your longest punt return and how you got there. Well, we we know Andy Reid loves special teams. If you can remember. Every time that they have a, a playoff game, they have a pretty good game on punt returner. He knows how to draw up uh, some really good things on special teams. And also, the Chiefs were fifth in punt return yards this uh, season, while the Niners were ranked 22nd. So I definitely think that Andy Reid and his uh, special teams guy uh, scheme up something real nice for Ricky James to have the longest punt return in the game. That That's, uh, that's good thinking. What about the longest kickoff return in the game? This one's based on... Strictly Harrison Bucker. Harrison Bucker leads the league in touchbacks. So I don't even think the Niners will get a kickoff return. If they do, they'll be forcing it um, because he usually kicks it out the end zone, especially in the league, the stadium uh, on the inside. Uh, that way it's based on, on simply that. And if the Chiefs get a return, not so much with uh, the 49ers kicker. He doesn't uh, get a lot of touchbacks, so we'll probably get a return. So even if it's not a lot of yards, it account for something because I don't think the Niners even return. Uh, any kickoffs this guy. Yeah, minus 160, you got to give some odds, but chances are the 49ers won't even have one. So that might be a great bet. Uh, just one. Might be a if there's only bet. one kickoff return one, if, in the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Might it, be a really safe yeah. yeah, it might be a safe pick. Pat Mahomes, longest rush, his longest run over 12 Ooh, and a half. Boy, I that love feels this one. Great. Yeah, that feels. I love this one. That's so low, right? Oh, yeah. Mahomes has used his wheels more this postseason than in the regular season. And he doesn't have his reliable weapons outside like he once had. And you know how he is. It's do or die. When it's do or die, Mahomes will tuck the ball and run. The Niners, D, probably won't incorporate a spy uh, because they're going to have to drop back in that zone defense if they play with their linebackers, Greenlaw and Fred Warner, deep in those zones to try to, you know, uh, protect them from hitting uh, Kelsey over the middle. So I think that'll be allowing Mahomes with a lot of room to work. A lot of room to run when uh, Nick Bosa and those guys get pressure from and his longest uh, run average has been 21 yards in this playoffs. He had an only 11 yard run against uh, the Ravens, but he, you know, he kind of turned he kind of turned it off because they were just protecting the lead in the second half. But besides that, he had a 28 yarder in the first game against Miami. He had 24 yarder uh, against Buffalo. I think the Mahomes definitely runs for 12 and a half yards on this longest run. Yeah. He's been, yeah, especially in playoff games. He he ain't afraid to to. He'll do anything to win. So you could certainly right. see him taking mm-hmm. off late in the game in the fourth quarter. And how about up. all the Kelsey bets? Yeah, you these like, are oh, really gotta, intriguing here. I like these. We gotta go on Kelsey, man. We gotta go with the superstar. We gotta go with uh, the husband of the superstar. That uh, you know they're going to be showing her all game. Uh, the Niners have given up some big plays though. Uh, against tight ends this season, fellas. I mean, San Francisco has allowed over 90 yards received to, to, to tight ends um, in six games this season. Uh, Ravens tight end Isaiah likely destroyed the nine second there for seven catches and 126 yards on Christmas. As you guys know, their safety, um, uh, Talanwa uh, Huffmonga, Huffmonga, I forgot to say how to say his name. Huffmonga, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a really good player, man. He's been out all year. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. He was the leader of that secondary. I think Kelsey has a big game against this uh, secondary for the 49ers. As you've seen in the playoffs, the 49ers have been allowing a lot of points. Uh, my game script has the Chiefs getting out early and holding on late, so I won't be playing his receiving yards because he, he might not get a lot of looks in the second half. But instead, I think Mahomes makes sure he gets his best blood a touchdown, though. So we're going to go with Kelsey to score a touchdown at minus 115. And I also... Uh, later, little on Kelsey to score a touchdown in the first half at plus 200 because I think Kansas City gets off to a great start. So that's great value at plus 200 from the score in the first half. And also, we'll sprinkle just a little on Kelsey to score two touchdowns at plus 750. So, I mean, this has been the, the, the how they do it, though. I mean, not only just in the postseason, but the Chiefs were like one of the lowest-scoring second-half teams all season long. They are... Yeah. They struggled to score in the second half. This Chiefs defense has kept them alive. So how we see the game going is how we've seen it thus far in the postseason. The Chiefs jump out first. You like them to score. San Francisco's been giving up uh, first half scores and then coming back in the second half. So, But the Chiefs aren't letting anybody score. and It's going to be very interesting to see if 
San Francisco falls behind five star, whether or not the Chiefs are going to allow him to get back in it. Yeah, I think that the Chiefs definitely start out early. And as I as I said, I think they win the first half straight up. And I think the Niners fight back. The game script that I see is the Niners fight back, make it close in the fourth quarter. Uh, but I, I I know that you know Brock Purdy he plays his best football the second half. And just think about this guy. This is the biggest game in his life. He's a kid, you know, from Arizona, went to Iowa State. He was a good player there, but they didn't play any real big games. I think the biggest bowl game he played at Iowa State was maybe um, maybe the in Arizona at the uh, Fiesta Bowl. He, this is the Super Bowl, man. And in Vegas, it's going to be a huge atmosphere. All the lights on him. I think he comes out nervous at the end. So I definitely love Kansas City's first half. And I also like uh, Mahomes' guys for his QB R rating. We played this the last two years and won it uh, over 99. Uh, in the Super Bowl, this prop is just a gift that keeps on giving. He has a passer rating of uh, 106.3 in his playoffs in his career. And last year's Super Bowl, he was for 131.8. So I think that Mahomes will be easily um, able to keep his quarterback rating over 99. As I said, I think that they start out early, get a control of the game. That defense that Kansas City had that everyone just seems to overlook. They really got them to the Super Bowl this year, but everybody's just worried about Kelsey and Mahomes. But that defense is back. No, you had this really unheralded, and they're going to give Brock Purdy hell in the first half at least. Interesting, interesting stuff. See if it plays out this way, the way that the playoffs and even the regular season has gone for the most part. Um, the Chiefs jump out early, and then the 49ers fight back. I don't remember a game of Super Bowl like this where – I wouldn't, it's neither, whatever happens, I'm going to go, okay. I mean, it makes sense. The 49ers come back and win. The Chiefs win because of Pat Mahomes. Nothing will surprise me this Sunday. No, it's it's a the perfect matchup for the NFL um, in Las Vegas. You know, you got a long-time franchise with the 49ers, and they're a really good team, you know, loaded from top to bottom. Their only weak spot probably is quarterback, but he's not a bad quarterback. He just isn't as good as the rest of that team. He has so many superstars surrounding him. And then you got, you know, the Chiefs, and you got the glamour of of Pat Mahomes and Kelsey. It's a wonderful matchup. But I'll just tell people uh, who are betting on the Niners just to be careful because Mahomes is 110 and uh, he hasn't lost against the spread. <laughs> he has he's ten one and one against the spread as a dog. So um, he's won ten times straight up, pushed one time, and only lost once as a dog in the NFL. It so is be careful. It's challenging. It's like betting against Jordan. It's like betting against you know Tom Brady. There's just certain guys that you're saying, man, are you really going against this guy? And I told you, my my buddy Chris Solis looked at it, just said, all right, I'm taking Mahomes over Lamar Jackson. Quarterback on quarterback. I'm taking Mahomes over Brock Purdy. I'm not going to get, I'm going to make it real simple. I am going yep. to play Mahomes. And, and, you know, you think about it, and it's, he's getting points in both scenarios. Yeah, and you know, Lance, that's pretty much how I take it, too. It's the same way. It's like, you got to look at head coach and quarterback, and I like the Chiefs to have an advantage on both. And then we're not looking about experience, too. Like, you know, like Brock Purdy, this is a huge game. This is his first Super Bowl ever. Mahomes has played in four. He's going to be a lot calmer uh, than Brock mm-hmm. Purdy's pulse will be a lot better than his in this game. And overall, I just think that the Chiefs defense is really being underrated. I, don't, I think they've been the best defense all year. This is like their final tour. This is their Bulls run because we know that Chris Jones may not come back next year, and he's really leading that defense. They have a really um, underrated secondary. I think the Chiefs had the best secondary in the league. And uh, as I said, I think that they definitely get Brock Purdy at least one time, and that's going to be even money on the interception because uh, I know you've seen the film too, Lance. Brock should have about five interceptions in this playoffs. He only has one. Had a lot of lucky drops uh, that went his way. That's Five Star at Five Star in Vegas. Okay, how do they listen to the podcast tomorrow? Uh the ways in the world, the good fellas at 97.5 will have it up for you guys uh, tomorrow around the same time in the evening. Big show coming up. Uh, guys, I'm sorry if I sound a little low. I was in the hospital. My little four-year-old had got the flu, so he, I had to take yeah. him to the hospital and get him some IV last night. Yeah, man. So we were in a, a little late, and I forgot my headphones, so hopefully I don't sound too no, low. No, you sound great. Good. Sound great. Is the okay, boy doing okay? Yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good, man. He's okay. good. They got... Got some, got some hydration in him. He looked like a brand new person, man. He was scaring me. His lips was turning purple. He hadn't ate in two days. It's 
it's a it's a little bug going around out here in Vegas, man. And you know, how there's a lot of people in town, bad weather. People not used to this weather know how to dress properly. So he'll be okay, though. That's five star in Vegas at five star in Vegas on Twitter. Let's go, five star right, as always, guys, man. We you. appreciate it. Going to be fun watching this game. We'll talk to you about it next week. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. All right, there is five star in Vegas right here on ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. All right. When we come back, news of the weird coming your way. You know what's weird? Not being at the Golden Nugget. We were there earlier this week. That sucks, doesn't it? It does. Being I mean, back so with exciting. your family and all that stuff. And then... Well, I like my family. I like my wife. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. I do too. I like right. my wife too. Right. But, but man, it's just always Wouldn't it be action. better if we were there? Wouldn't it be better like by ourselves yeah, if we in our had rooms? our wives and you had your kids there too? Well, if we were in our rooms with by ourselves? No, with your wife We brought food kids. up there and then watched our, sh- our shows and then wrote yeah. players up? Well... Not that so much, but yeah. I mean, and you could take Dell's food off his plate, which you tried to do at uh, Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget Lake Charles is the place to go, people. You can listen. Uh, Gregory, the general manager, said, "Hey, there's still uh, there are still uh, rooms for Sunday night." So you go on Sunday, you play all day, you watch the big game there. You got a room on Sunday night. You're not working anyway Monday, right? It's a holiday. It's the day after the Super Bowl. Who cares? You don't want to work. So this is what you do. You got the DraftKings Sportsbook. You're not going to be able to watch the game in there, but the Blue Martini, the Cadillac Bar, they all have TVs. The casino has TVs. It's perfect. Doesn't get any better than the DraftKings Sportsbook and the Golden Nugget just two hours down the road. And Las Vegas is so expensive right now. This is the place to go. This is the place you save money and have all of the amenities that you have in Vegas as well. It's perfect. You're looking for a great time. And if you can't do it now, you go for the NCAA tournament, goldennugget.com slash Lake Charles. Make your table reservation now for the March Madness, goldennugget.com slash Lake Charles. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Hey, what happened? I got a real red wagon. I can't do my work. Time now for news of the weird with John and Lance. John and Lance Weir. News of the Weird. News, news. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. A Tiffin, Ohio man who ate Chipotle every day for 500 straight days. You're not going to say, are you going to say he lost weight or gained weight or died? I'm going to say he says it's time for a change. He's oh. he, so Chipotle. Oh, it wasn't a con. He broke the record of 426 consecutive days. He's trying to get a deal with Chipotle. Well, he he did get Chipotle made a contribution to cancer fight, to fight cancer. If you had to pick a, a a restaurant that you would eat, a fast food restaurant that you would eat 500 straight days, which would it be? Man, Dell, Brewstar. Wow, that's pretty good. I don't think yeah. I'd pick anything that base, bases its stuff on bread because that's a lot. You can get a box. I was thinking star. Chick-fil-A, but I'd have to buy my Sunday meal on Saturday. And then, and yeah, warm it up. Or just fast throughout Sunday. Well, you could get salad, though. Well, it's consen- Yeah. I, Chipotle's not bad. You've got several options. Uh, you can go no rice. You can go beans. I don't think hot, I could do not that. You, you can... I just, oh, 500 wait, you days to eat chi- every meal there, every, right? Not every, every meal. Day. You just every have day. to go every day. You can get you can get chips at Chipotle one day if, if you want to keep the streak going. You don't always have to get something heavy. It's true. Chips that and guacamole. I like the way you're thinking, Dell. What I'm about idea, wings? Man. What about something like wings? Wings every day? Every day Ooh, for 500 for, days? Oh, wow, that's a that's lot. lot. That's a lot of wings. Well, anything's a lot of wings. Star might be a good choice. I don't know that's I got a lot of different food, though, choices. You probably go you can go salad, right? Salada, yeah. That place that's just that got salada, salada, or that place down salads. the street, salada, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go south because they always they have a variety of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and you I don't really fi- consider them you won't fast feel terrible food though. Well, Chipotle's not fast food. If salada's not fast food, it's the same formula of how they do stuff. Yeah, I think salada would be the go- the goat. But I don't know. Chick fil A be hard. I don't know. Five hundred days that's of fried not, chicken is what you're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. not. That can't be great for you. I don't, yeah, but you think Chipotle is too? Well, I don't think you. Well, no, but the way you it depends, depends you on how put, you order. You don't have to put guac and queso and everything. Yeah. Do you guys have any idea of the most sinful state in America? Easy, Las Vegas. It's Nevada would be the state. Well, I mean, yeah. right? State is Nevada. Las What's, Vegas. City. What would be second most sinful? Florida. Uh, Florida's four. Hold on, sinful. I'm gonna go with New York. 
New York is not sinful. New York is way down the list. 17. Oh, there's Hasidic Jews and Muslims. And yeah. I don't know. I guess it'll make sense. California? California's third. Sinful. Texas is seven. Hold on. Number two. Louisiana? Louisiana. Oh, ding, ding, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. A lot yeah. of sin in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sin in that whole state. That Except whole, nor- northern yeah. Louisiana is where the good people are. Yeah. Uh, hurricanes have become so strong, we got a Category 6 now. We got a Category 6. Great. Hurricane. Uh, five storms had winds of 192 miles an hour or higher. Holy crap. And only OnlyFans star. Are they all stars, though? Are they? She doesn't really look like a star. Although she did say, how about this? She made her old yearly salary in just two days after joining the platform. In the first two days that she was on OnlyFans. Who did this? This woman. Let me see her. And it's not. It's, there she is. Then she must do stuff. Well, what did she do before? What was her salary beforehand yeah. if she's not that attractive? Chipotle. Right. I don't know. Then she's I, a professional Chipotle eater. She, That's uh, not a job. A uh, budding scientist with hopes of being a... She was a scientist. Budding scientist. That means Undergraduate student studying psychology well, and neuroscience. She didn't have a job. Worked as a part-time lab coordinator and research assistant. Okay, Seven of course. Bars. Yeah, she was part-time. She made more in two days. Of course. Well, that's you're not a, surprising. You're, you're taking woman. your clothes off. Right. You're a woman with... Uh, you just have to be moderately attractive, and here comes the creeps. Yeah. Speaking of creepy... As long as you're not... Porky, hog, fat ass, <laughs> double wide, butterball. And we gotta go. <laughs> you're proud of yourself. <laughs> Are you happy with yourself? Yes. Are you actually... happy if this is the person you've become? Yes. Do you think your dad says, I'm very glad that you found that soundbite? Um... He no, doesn't say that. He's always been disappointed in me. Why would that change anything? Not now. All right, I've got to talk before we go about Daisy Dip. Bring it to the party. Bring Daisy D- I think I'm bringing it to, I'm going to bring it to the uh, uh, Super Bowl deal at, at, at uh, Warehouse Live, Midtown. Yeah, I'm bringing Daisy Dip. I'm bringing chips and I'm bringing dip. Daisy Dip, French onion, Daisy Dip ranch. Yeah, we're loading it up. We're going to be there. We want you to be there. And when you go to your party, wherever it is, bring Daisy Dip because the people will love you for it. A great dip makes a party. Make Be the life of the party with Daisy Dip Ranch or Daisy Dip French Onion. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 Twin Flames. None of it matters because you're a twin flame and this is your union. Bye, bitch.